talk to the best sports handicapper out there from BrandonLang.com. He's Brandon Lang. What's up, buddy? B. Lang. I'm living on a little bit of a heater here, boys. What's happening? Yeah, we were just kind of going over the last few weeks. You have been on a roll, my man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last Friday, I was the only guy on my website to have Iowa over Minnesota. I think I said P.J. Fleck rowing the boat. It's the Titanic right now. It really is. <laughs> row, row faster, boys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that boat's got a big hole in it. He's got some, you know, to have the year they had last year. And then, you know, just to think you're going to do it two years row in the Big Ten, it's not going to happen. And then I said on your show that I was coming with 150 Dimer number 10 in a row. And I don't care who you are as a handicapper. It's hard to hit 10 in a row anything. And then uh, I had to, had to sweat, sweat Nebraska. Uh, over Penn State, up twenty-seven-six, and that was hold on to dear life, but got it done. Yeah, and then and then Sunday, the Raiders were the biggest blowout on the board. Nice to see them get it done. Um, of course, the Chicago Bears buried me on Monday, but I came back on Tuesday with getting uh, with Buffalo and Bowling Green over. It's thirty-five seventeen. It's fifty-two. The over/under is fifty-eight and a half. And I always say, when you're on winning streaks, you get stuff like this to happen. Um, over/under is fifty-eight and a half. It's at 52. There's 232 to go, and Buffalo has second and three on their own 40. They pick up the first down, they take an E. The only way I win, breakaway run. What do you think I got? Breakaway run. Uh, touchdown. Send it over the total with two minutes to go. So, And then last night, Western Michigan. So, um, And then the picks that I'm giving out on air have been, been, been pretty solid for the the, the freeloaders who want some freebies. So, yeah, well, they uh, can go to BrandonLing.com to get the winners. But I tell you what, man, you look at Ohio State – 20 and a half, uh, minus 20 and a half. I watched Indiana last week. That second half, I mean, against Michigan State. Come on, guys. Do something. Show that you're a dominant football team against Sparty. I think Buckeyes, and you've said it before, Ryan Day will win as by as much as he wants, and I think that's another case this week. I think you're wrong. Really? A couple things to think about. You're, you're Indiana – and the biggest game of your life is next week. So you're going into Michigan State, but the, the, the biggest game of your life, the biggest game in the history of that school in the last X amount of years, sure. you know is next week. So you get up 24 nothing. Now it's don't get anybody hurt. Now it's, just, now it's just let's get out of here. At some point you realize they're not scoring on us. You know, you, you, you see a flow of a game, they're, they're not scoring on us. So let's just, let's just get out of here. And I don't care who you are or what team you play, you think about Ohio State at home against Rutgers. Rutgers is terrible. Ohio State should have won that game 58 nothing, but they didn't, and they gave up points to Rutgers, and their defense was like, ah, who cares? So it would have been very easy for Indiana to go into Michigan State and say, ah, we don't want to shut out. We don't want to shut out. We're up twenty-four nothing. Let's just uh, let, let, let let's relax. You see what I'm saying? Is saying here? Yeah. It's 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 it, it's hard to get shutouts against any team in college football. It's hard it's hard to shut out any team anywhere without giving up a field goal, without giving up a a turnover, without giving up something. So now, on paper, no fans at the horseshoe, with the exception of last year, Indiana has stood toe to toe with the Buckeyes. Close games into the third quarter. When Urban was there a few years ago, I had Indiana plus the point. I think they're plus 21, and they were down seven with seven minutes to go in the third quarter, standing toe-to-toe, and then they fumble a punt. And then Ohio State scores. Then they throw an interception, and the game got out of hand. So here's my point. 
on paper, Indiana matches up with Ohio State in this football game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game outright. I'm saying, but on paper, they match up well. Now, you're playing in a stadium with no fans, and this is the first true test. Look at the Nebraska game. The Nebraska game was a lot closer than that final score would lead you to believe. And all Indiana's looking to do is just be in this ballgame in the third quarter. I think Ohio State's going to be in a dogfight here. I think they are. And I'm going to take Indiana plus the 20-and-a-half in a game that I think goes right down to the wire, and Ohio State's going to have to make some plays because what I've seen from Ohio State this year, they just look a little off. They just do. And, and, and the Rutgers game was a, was a tell for me of like, you know what, They're, they'll win. They'll probably pull this game out. But I'm telling you, this Indiana team is legit. Listen, when you get the kind of monkey off your back, when you hadn't beat Michigan, Michigan since 1987, you hadn't beat Michigan in 24 straight games, and you just don't beat them, you dominate them. I'm telling you, this coach has this team believing. I'm going to take Indiana plus the points. I would love to see the Buckeye Cincinnati this year. Mm. There's two teams in college football that are undefeated against the point spread. I mean, they've covered every single game this year. Cincinnati Bearcats, Coastal Carolina. And now they're going into UCF, playing five and a half. I think they win. I'm not touching the game, but it's amazing to me that Vegas will not allow a team to go 13-0 against the spread against them. They'll keep jacking up the line and jacking up the line and jacking up the line until they get a little of their money back. UCF can score. Um, asking Cincinnati, I would still use Cincinnati minus the points because I always say winners go with streaks, losers go against them. So until somebody shows me they can stay within a touchdown of Cincinnati, who looks great, what a job Luke Fickle has done. Uh, you guys obviously know what a job he did as defensive coordinator for Urban and, and built the Cincinnati program the way he likes it. Um, they're just running over people. I still think they're the right side of the game. Um, but same goes with the Appalachian State in Coastal Carolina. This is the toughest game Coastal Carolina has had. Um, I would think Appalachian State would win the game outright, but the quarterback got banged up last week, so they may be having to go to backup. But, but, but I, I believe Cincinnati's still the right side of the game. Cause I, listen, I watched UCF play Tulsa. They're laying 23-and-a-half and lost the game outright, and I don't think Tulsa's very good. I think Tulsa's overrated. So um, I would keep riding Cincinnati until that gravy train stops. The website is brandonlang.com. Hey, what about uh, Northwestern? If any team has the personality of their coach, Pat Fitzgerald, it's Northwestern. Wisconsin's minus seven and a half. They've looked impressive this year. Uh, I would go with Wisconsin, but what do you think? I always think it's funny when everybody goes, a team has looked impressive. Meaning they've covered. I, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then I take a step back and say, well, it, it, it's very easy to look. Like, I'm walking through the mall, and you, you, you guys are in the mall sitting there at the food court. Yeah. And, I walk, and I walk through the mall, and I'm walking through the mall with my wife, and she's a dime piece, and she's got on the tight jeans, maybe the over-knee boots, and she's got the, 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 the headlights are looking good, and you're like, man, that looks impressive. And then five minutes later, some guy comes walking through with a girl that's five foot ten, weighing two forty, and you're like, "Wow, man, I feel sorry for him." Point being this: <laughs> easy, easy to look impressive when you're playing Illinois and Michigan. Okay, it's easy to go, "Wow, they look good." Well, look who they've played. Northwestern. You watched Iowa last Friday night against Minnesota. 
They run the ball. They got a legit offensive line. They they are so well coached. Their defense flies to the ball, and they win 35-7. Northwestern goes into Iowa and beats them outright. Hard thing to do to win there. Then they go to Purdue against a very good coach, Jeff Brom team, and, and who's an offensive mind, and they win that game outright. And now they're coming back home getting seven and a half. I'm sorry, boys. I'm telling you right now, that game's going to go right down to the wire. And now we'll find out just how good Wisconsin is when they got to play a tested opponent. Not just an opponent, but this is a tested opponent that has won at Iowa, won at Purdue, and now coming back home. That defense in Northwestern is legit. They are. And let's see this. This boy Mertz handled that yeah. on a Saturday night. Hey, Rutgers, I watched that game last week. They might have the worst quarterback in college football until I realized they're playing Michigan with two rotating quarterbacks. I mean, can Rutgers and, you know, Greg Shiana knows this Michigan team and they'll pull out the tricks, but it's 10.5 right now. Michigan's, Michigan's got to cover this. No, yes. Check this out. I, I was watching the Rutgers-Illinois game, and, and Illinois is trying to get a winning field goal, and they get a holding penalty that takes them back to the 50. I'm like, all right, that game's going to overtime, and I turn away. And somehow they picked up 17 yards, or they picked up the first down. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. And then they kicked the winning field goal, and Rutgers lets that slip away. I always say this. There's better value on the card. Good money on bad teams doesn't mix. So that that is a dog with fleas game. Yeah, it is. I agree. I I won't watch it. I won't look at it. I don't care about it. It won't even make my my TV. I I got one. I got got a main TV in the middle and four TVs around it. It won't even be near one of the five Off the board. I just scratched (laughs) it off. (laughs) Off the board. Off the board. All right, quickly, NFL. Let's do the local Um, teams. Washington is minus one against the Bengals. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. Listen, Alex Smith has been great. Washington minus one? No, Bengals no. are minus Bengals one. Bengals are minus one. Um, Alex Smith has been great. Coming back from that knee injury, and 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 he he came off the bench and and threw for three over three hundred against the Giants. He goes into Detroit, throws for over three hundred. Um, but for whatever reason, Washington just continues to find ways to lose game. Um, they are one. They've covered one of their last eight this year. Um, bad spot for Cincinnati last week at, at, at Pittsburgh, getting beat up. I think they rebound. I'm going to take Cincinnati. And the uh, Browns are minus three against Philly. What happened to Philly? I, I keep saying it, man. I keep saying it. Carson Wentz, good dude. But there were grumblings his first year there that he was rubbing some guys wrong in the locker room. And I, I, one, of my, one of my whales is a business owner in Philly, and he is best friends with the head of security for the Eagles. So I get some information filtered to me through, through them, and and it it there's there's some some problems there, and they're going to have to cut the umbilical cord um, with, with Philadelphia. Um, they're, they're six and eleven, their last sixteen on the board, um, but the Browns have dropped the last four this year. They cost they cost people a lot of money last week with the with the running out at the one yard line. Yeah, seventy you had seventy five percent Cleveland money, you had twenty five percent. Uh, Texan money. Um, it was a mid six figure win for Vegas casinos 
when he ran out of ran out of bounds. I had a buddy of mine that was at the new Circa, which is which is unbelievable, by the way. And he said when Chubb was running down the sideline, you had about ninety percent of the people in there going crazy because they had Cleveland. And when he runs out of bounds, he said we had guys going down on one knee, ripping up tickets. <laughs> he goes, it was unbelievable. And then the Arizona game, you had a lot of Arizona money in there, minus two and a half. When Hopkins catches a touchdown pass, they have to kick the extra point to go up by three. They took a knee. That was another game where guys went down on one knee when they didn't kick the field goal, ripped up tickets because they covered the two and a half. So crazy weekend. Um, I do think Cleveland's the right side of the game. Um, I, I think Philadelphia's in big trouble. I feel a lot better buying Cleveland down to two and a half than, than buying the half point with Philadelphia. How does the Packers, the, what are the Pack just point plus one and a half against Indy? This is, this is an interesting game to me. Because I always say there are certain quarterbacks in the NFL that you take them as an underdog and you don't think twice about it. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Just, just So you get these quarterbacks plus points, you take them. But with that being said, and listen, I can't stand him. I, I can't stand him. You know I can't stand him. Yeah. You, know I'd probably, you, know I'd probably, you know I'd probably follow him to the parking lot late at night out of a Buffalo bio wings when he's retired and be tempted to, to you know, do some damage. Uh, you know I'm talking about crimey. If, yeah. I, if I saw him in public, I'd walk up, hold out my hand, and say, listen, break out your Microsoft black card. Let me swipe it on my phone. You owe me about 170000 Okay? I've said it. But the Green Bay Packers have no defense. And if there's a guy that can carve up a defense, and we saw him do it last Thursday night against Tennessee, here's the thing about Indianapolis. When Phillip Rivers plays a clean game, the Colts are a really tough team to beat. They are. But you just don't know when he's going to play a clean game. And I get the feeling that watching the Jacksonville Jaguars as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite have a chance to beat the Green Bay Packers outright, I just feel from a matchup standpoint, I think Green Bay doesn't match up in this game. I may hate myself for saying it, but I think the right side of the game are, are, are the Colts just because of, of the Packers' defense, the Colts' ability to run the football. And I think that this is a bad matchup for Green Bay. Wow. Uh, that's out there. Good job, buddy. We appreciate it. Couple college dogs for you. Okay. Three of them. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh plus the points over Virginia Tech. Nevada plus the points over San Diego State. Two live dogs. Virginia Tech's given up 38 points to, to Liberty. Lost to Miami JV team last week. Now they're going on the road against Pittsburgh, who by the way leads the nation in sacks with 38. Pickets back at quarterback. Two weeks to prepare. The Pitt Panthers plus three and a half. Wow. All right. BrandonLang.com is the website. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys.